Oh my gosh, it has been a minute since I have uploaded an episode to my podcast. A lot has happened. I almost fell. That's what that sounded like. (laughs) So, um, yeah, let's get started. So, um, yeah. So, I may or may not have lost my job at, um, because I don't think I'm supposed to say anything in. Um... I've been playing a lot of PlayStation 4, and in one of my later episodes, I will be um, doing a review of Resident Evil Village, because, uh, yeah, you need that, you deserve it, so I'm going to give it to you. And let's see, what else has happened? Um, Oh, yeah, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on TV. Sure am. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not going to say what it's about, what channel it's going to be on yet, any details. All I could say is um, my lawyers are taking care of it. Um, it's going to be just awesome. Um, I will be updating you listeners, you audiences, you know, on the journey, um, I fly out on Tuesday, we shoot the episode the next day, and then I fly back that same exact day, so, yeah, um, I'm slowly but surely working on my gaming channel for YouTube, and, uh, yeah, so, I actually uploaded my first video, just to kind of see how easy it's gonna be, whatever, and I already got a copyright strike for it, and my video is blocked in some countries. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, that happened. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, we're unedited and unfiltered over here. Because <laughs> um, I feel like I don't need to do editing and, you know, being fake be authentic um and plus i don't know how to edit and i don't want to so i prefer to just be raw unedited and unfiltered hmm. so um yeah today's episode is going to be on how and why i lost my job and what i've been doing since um so and i'm actually going to upload this as a story time on my youtube channel too so yeah we're going to do that um, basically what happened was, um, my good friend was recovering from surgery, so she actually could not, you know, obviously she was at home, bedridden, you know, all that. So, they, it was, and a, um, they let another employee just quit without saying a word to anybody so it was just me there which um, I'm pretty sure you kind of guessed that from all the other episodes of my podcast that I uploaded (sighs) so you know all was good all was well up until um, my husband and his brother actually got pulled over in the car that we currently own and I 
forgot why they got a ticket and why they got pulled over. But long story short, um, they, you know, they got a ticket. They were able to come pick me up and take me home. But until they got something really expensive worked out for it, they actually could not drive the car anymore until we got it figured out. And I had been telling, excuse <clears throat> me, the man that hired me this, I'm like, hey, you know, here's the situation with the car. Um, until I get it fixed, I no longer have a ride to work. And um, he basically told me, look, either you figure it out or, <clears throat> what did he say? He didn't necessarily say quit, um, resign. Oh yeah, basically quit. He told me, look, either you figure it out or you quit. Or the last thing he said was, or get reprimanded for the days that you don't show up to work. And I was like, oh, okay, wow, um, please do not speak to me like that because I don't care who you think you are, you will not talk to me like that. I'm just what you think because you hired me. I'm just gonna let you talk to me, you know, kind of white boy, bye. So I would say maybe six days had passed. Mind you, I had been I have to take Ubers to and from work. So um yeah, money started going fast. And then like the more broke I started to get the more I started to panic because in my head I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I only have a couple more round trip trips or, you know, like, what am I going to do, you know, if I can't show up to work? <clears throat> well, he wouldn't try to hear none of that. So, basically, yeah, um, on my last day working there, I, look, I had a freaking feeling last day, and if you hear rattling in the back, I did it. Um, so, like, I had a gut feeling that yesterday is probably going to be my last day. Like, my gut told me that, you know, oh, and I'm going to rant about this in a minute, because ooh, my gut told me that, you know, what I'm about to rant about so we're just going to call that blank. My gut was telling me that even though blank, um, this is your last day. Like, like this is it. So, <clears throat> excuse me for the, for the wheezing. It's spring allergies. Ew. Anyway, so I gathered all my things. I made sure that I didn't forget anything because I did not want to come back to the store because I knew it was going to be my last day. But I actually did end up leaving something at the store that I actually have to go back to the store and get. <clears throat> anyway, so the night that I went home, I'm texting everybody I can. Like, look, can you please, like, help me out? Corey does not like asking for help. I really don't. Because until I've paid you back in full, I feel like there's just, like, this tension there. Like, something hanging over my head. And it was just... Oh my, it just, it bothers me, it eats at me, I can't eat, I can't sleep, because I don't like having things held over my head, and I guess I'll go ahead and rant about it now before I get to the conclusion. See, 
what really pisses me off is um, when, you know, everybody comes to me for help. Hey, can you help me out? Can you help me out? Can you help me out? And unless it's with money, because I'm that's one thing I'm, like, really stingy on, unless, like, I've known you for, like, 10-plus years, and even then I'm still wary about it. But what I'm trying to say is I bend over backwards to help a lot of people I care about out. I mean, I've even helped so many people out that it causes problems in my marriage, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I hear something walking behind me. I'm scared, so I'm going to walk over here now. Um, but yeah, so whenever I finally need help and I start going to the people who had been hitting me up for help, like, hey, remember like a few days ago when, you know, you were begging me for some assistance? Well, now I need some assistance, so I'm calling in the favor you owe me. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Eh. So basically, everybody left me out to dry. And the one person who I thought was helping me, a quote-unquote manager, I thought he was helping me. I thought he was genuine. And he said, hey, look, you need me, I got you. I'll help you. <clears throat> I'll help you out no matter what it is. Like, he guaranteed me you will not lose your job. I will not let you lose your job. Just stay positive. I got you. So I'm like, okay, cool. So... I get home that night, and I start talking to him. Hey, you know, I have no way to work tomorrow, and so-and-so and so-and-so told me, hey, you don't show up, you're fired. So I kept telling him this, and the only response that I kept getting, which is real suspicious or coincidental, was, well, you know, we'll just see what we can do, or just, just stay positive, just don't even worry about it, just don't even worry about it, just stay positive, and I'm like, well, it's really starting to piss me off, because positivity is not going to get me to and from work tomorrow, <clears throat> so I said, you know what, okay, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, headphone users, I'm <laughs> really sorry, so, um, headphone users, go ahead and pop your headphones out real quick. <coughs> um, so I go to sleep that night. Wake up the next morning. Get up, get dressed, get ready for work. I get a text message from the guy that hired me. And he goes, um, are you going to report in like I'm back in the military? Like, boy, come on. It's retail. You know. Um, and as I'm texting him to tell him, I'm in the, I am trying to find someone to take me to work. You know. And as I'm texting him this, he goes, your services are no longer required. Thank you for your tenure here. So, I'm like, Then I go to my husband, he's like, aren't you supposed to be at work? And then I, I had to tell him, like, I just kind of got fired. So then my husband gets mad, and he starts cursing him out. Talking about the guy that hired me. 
Then I'm like, you know what? I already lost my job. Screw it. So I'll start cursing them out. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You guys actually owe me from all the money that I spent getting to and from work. And all they told me was, well, this isn't an HR issue. You're going to have to contact somebody higher. So, yeah, that's basically the end of that. I got fired because um, I had no way of, no way to work. It's not like I did a no call, no show. Or I just said, you know what? I don't want to work there anymore. Screw it. Nope. Nothing like that. Mm-mm. So, please be careful um, whenever you're starting a new job. If it looks fishy and sounds fishy, you kind of see where I'm going here, you know? Um, Especially HR. Now, some companies, their HR really is like on point. They are they're willing to help you and do your job but in this case they were not um my leaders were not leaders they were there just to make a paycheck and they made it clear that hey i don't care about this job i'm just here to make a paycheck i actually liked my job i still want that job back and since this is going to be the end of this story that i'm just gonna have to retell on youtube um update i have actually tried to get my job back there and you know I was you know my my friend that still works there the one that was recovering from surgery she's back at work she calls me one day she's like hey I think I just got your job back girl and I'm like okay cool so you know I had an interview set up the interview goes great and then I let her know that, hey, I used to work for this company. She said, well, did you leave on good terms? And I'm like, <laughs> well, see, the thing is, and then I explained to her, and she just kind of looks at me and goes, okay, well, I'll see if you're rehirable. Well, she was taking too long for me. So I reached out to HR, which, <sighs> like, hey, you know, I'm actually trying to get my, I didn't tell her I'm trying to get my job back, but. I'm like, hey, am am I rehirable? And (laughs) the low-life scumbag that fired me because I had no way to work put me down as non-rehirable due to job abandonment. But, you know, I'm still in the process of trying to get that decision overturned because I I need to be working. I need to be making some coin. Corey does not like not working. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get a small little income for going to school and doing the podcast, but I like to punch in and punch out and go earn my paycheck. That's what I like to do. But you know what? Hey, in the end, <laughs> karma had his kiss for you, baby. Because... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't the only one that got fired that month. <laughs> Oops. I did it again. I let it slip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed this 
story time of my life. Um, just, uh, just out of curiosity, you guys ever been outside doing something late at night and you just kind of get that feeling of being watched? Huh. Like a minute ago when I was, you know, talking about something and then I heard something behind me and it sounded like footsteps so I took off running well you know obviously you know I'm bringing this episode to an end and we have these motion activated lights outside there's nobody else out here but me Allegedly, I guess. And the second I started getting the feeling of being watched, which, oh my God, that is one of the worst feelings in the world, especially, what was that? When you're home alone at night. Not to mention when it's storming real bad, but it's not storming mainly. It's clear. But yeah, those motion-activated lights keep coming on, and there's... Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this here because I need to get to a safe place because something just isn't right. Okay, so thank you for listening. Um, <clears throat> okay, snap out of a cord, come on. Um, say your thing um thank you so much for listening um i saw that 27 people have played my podcast so thank you so much just you listening means the world to me even if you don't subscribe just the fact that you took why do those look like eyes just the fact that you took time out of your day to uh listen to my podcast um, uh, it means the world to me and if nobody has told you this today or if you haven't heard this today just know I love you you're awesome you matter and um, yeah okay I need to draw it out for 60 more seconds so um This week, I'm going to be talking about um, being on TV. Um, I actually have a huge update. Oh my gosh, with the sound effects like in the motorcycles. I'm going to rant about that too, real quick, by the way. Females, gay or straight. Males, gay or straight. Please answer this question for me. When you hear those big, loud, obnoxious vehicles, trucks, cars, what have you, and they're just so loud, obnoxious, do you think, or do you say to yourself, oh my God, that's so cute, eh. oh my God, that's so hot, that's so attractive, I want to go sleep with that person right now, eh. probably not, right, yeah, 
so probably not, no. Ugh, it's so annoying, but this week's episode will be this one, which I'm actually going to post this story time on my YouTube channel, and then um, I actually have a huge life update with uh, family. Um, I'm going to be talking about being on TV, careers, and I kind of see myself slipping into, like, slipping out of my niche, which my thing is, like, entertainment, industry, gaming type stuff. So I'm also going to be doing a review on Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 3 Remake. So, yeah. Um, thank you so much for watching. I'm <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go now because I see I keep seeing bright eyes looking at me in the woods and things out the corner of my eye. So, I love you and I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of this episode. Okay? Good night and goodbye. Hello all and welcome to segment number two of this episode um happy pride month obviously um and i was you know i was going to use this segment to talk about my coming out story but i figured you know what no that's just going to be a whole new episode all on its own so just yeah and uh, i'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for you know loud vehicles sounds of nature you know I live in Georgia. Meh. Alright, so life updates. Um, I actually want to make this kind of long, so I'm, I'm going to tell the whole story. Um, uh, almost a month ago, out of nowhere, I got death, like bedridden sick. And I don't know if my audience out there suffer from frequent migraines like I do but they are debilitating light hurts my eyes sound hurts my ears I cannot eat all day all night I am like I'm I am literally crying oh and you probably hear wind too so I apologize for that especially headphone users I'm like crying I'm like oh my gosh it is just it is excruciating and like I said, vomiting all day, all night, blah, blah, blah. So when I got sick, I had all those symptoms without the migraine. So I immediately knew just this something just is not right. But, you know, me being ex-military, um, happy more belated Memorial Day, by the way. Me being ex-military, I'm used to give it three days. I don't know why, but three days is the ma- is like the magic time frame. Just give it three days, and if it gets worse, go to the doctor. So, it lasted four days, and then it just went away. Now, mind you, this has been happening for about a month. Um, and my appetite, at that, at that point, it just non-existent. I couldn't eat anything. I could barely hold down water. And for a, for this whole month, I still haven't been able to eat anything, really. 
just, I used to be able to scarf down some food. I used to be able to throw some damn food down. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, I imagine this is what it's like living in L.A. with all the background noise. <sighs> Guys, I'm still learning how to figure this out. I've said that a million times. Um, I don't know how to trim audio I don't need, but whatever. So I believe I was saying that, you know, my appetite was huge. Like, I'm 29 years old, and I can, I may be skinny now, but I can still, I mean, back then I could throw some damn food down. Like, food was, like, I welcomed a challenge. Well, anyway, about a week ago, about a week ago, Oh, copyright. Don't, don't do that. Um, I noticed towards, like, my liver area, excruciating pain, nausea, vomiting, you know. Mm. And no matter what I did, it just got worse. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe it's because you're dehydrated, so I drink more water. And the more water I'm drinking, the worse it's hurting. So then I thought, okay, maybe you just need to eat more. Maybe you need to do something with your appetite. So I ate more. And the more I ate, the worse it got. Nausea, vomiting, pain. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, I'm like, taking, tick, I'm taking ibuprofen and BC powder, goodies powder. I'm taking it. I'm taking that stuff like it's Tic Tacs, not doing anything. So one day it got so bad. Like, I, 30 minutes before I'm supposed to go to work, I called my husband. Like, oh, my gosh, B, I've got to go to the hospital. I've got to go right now. So I go to the VA hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. Great facility. So I thought. So I thought. Um, pardon me one moment. So I get there around 11 a.m. And, you know, they go ahead and... Well, before they admit me to, you know, take, you know, blood, urine, all that stuff, they had me sitting in the hallway for about an hour and a half. And I'm sitting in a wheelchair that has no padding in it, so my butt was on, like, the metal bars and I'm in excruciating pain. I'm scared. I don't know what's like what is going on. And my husband is behind me. He's trying to be patient. God, God, God bless my husband. Um, hospitals and patients are not his forte. He he doesn't do hospitals, and he does not like sitting and waiting. So they take me back finally, and. You know, I turn around and I reach my hand out so he can hold my hand and go back there with me. And she, she goes, oh, he can't go back there with you. And I said, well, what do you mean? He's my escort. He's my significant other. He's my spouse. Yes, he is going with me. Well, because of COVID, blah, 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 he can't go with you. It's like, really? I had just, you know, done something for television that I can't. I can't say what it is yet, you know, NDA. Um, but they tested me for COVID, and it came back negative. 
Well, she's like, well, we got to test you again. So I get tested. And when we went to film, you know, like I said, they tested me for COVID. And I think that COVID test was not an actual COVID test. And it, or if, and if it was, they did not use the right tools. They did not do it right because I got an actual COVID test and that hurt. Well, I mean, it was more of an uncomfortable sensation, but, ugh. So, you know, they test me for COVID. Oh, I don't like the way I said that. They tested me for COVID. Obviously, it came back negative. I ain't got no, I ain't got no Rona. What else? They, oh, they, you know, obviously they drew all kinds of blood. They were very, very, very forceful with it, too. I mean, oof. So I, you know, drew blood, urine, all that. And, you know, they take me for a CT scan. And the doctor knew how much pain I was in. So he said, whenever you get back from your CT scan, we'll go ahead and have you some strong pain medication. Morphine. I'll get into that in a minute. Ooh. Well, I get back from my CT scan. And I, I'm sitting there waiting on my morphine. Not because I'm a junkie or anything, but because I'm hurting. Like, give me my dang old morphine. So, as she's leaving to go get it, she said, Okay, I'll be back in a minute with, with your morphine. Um, your test results should be ready in about two and a half hours. And then the doctor would probably be in here within the next three to four hours. So, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, no TV in there. It was, ugh. So I get on my phone and I start watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus. I watched maybe 15 minutes of an episode. And that same nurse comes back in and then the doctor comes back in. Mind you, you know, I wasn't supposed to see him for like another four hours. Okay. He comes back in and then the nurse comes back in and the doctor's like, yeah, we need to get you admitted now. Like, ASAP. Like, we need to get you admitted, like, yesterday. You should have been here, like, yesterday. So, and they haven't told me what it is, like, what is going on. I'm just like, this is, you know, I kind of wasn't expecting to see you so soon. Like, it's like, yeah, well, it's pretty bad. So, we need to get you upstairs. Mm. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Mind you, I still ain't have my morphine. And when Corey's in pain... Corey starts lashing out, and I'm I, I'm trying not to because you know I feel like nurses, especially since COVID started, are like the military of the healthcare industry. Um, so yeah, she forgot my morphine. I had to actually wait another hour and a half for that, but get into that later. So you know they're getting they're getting me ready to go upstairs. So I thought. All they really did was wheel me across the hall into a bigger room. Still no TV, no nothing. I'm just sitting there in a in a hospital bed in a gown. Mind you, also, I'm a cigarette smoker. I know. Come for me. Actually, don't come for me because I don't tolerate bullying. You know, it's my choice. And they, you know, obviously they're not letting me smoke. I'm getting more and more frustrated because I've warned them numerous times like 
I'm in pain. I'm going to start getting ugly. Y'all are about to see me be mean. The military is about to come out in me, okay? So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there. The doctor finally comes back in there and he goes, so yeah, uh, you have not only gallstones, kidney stones, you also have pancreatitis, which is very serious. And then they kept asking me, you know, and also, mind you, they probably thought I was on some kind of drug. And that drug being alcohol, I know that doesn't make sense. But if you look it up, pancreatitis mainly derives from alcoholics, like horrible, horrible alcoholics. Um, so the doctor comes in there and he's like, so, you know, what have you been taking for, you know, your pain as they're giving, finally giving me my morphine. And, you know, at first I'm starting to giggle, blah, blah, blah. And he's not taking, like, he is, like, no sense of humor. Like, this is serious. And as I'm telling him, I take ibuprofen and BC powder. BC powder falls out of my pocket. And he's, so he snatches it from me. And he's like, so this is what you've been taking. How many did the math? It's like close to an overdose amount. Um, so they tested me for that and come to find out that um, excess amounts of ibuprofen, BC powder have eaten away at the lining of my pancreas. Kind of like how Tylenol does to the lining of your stomach. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So they're supposed to they're supposed to keep pumping me full of morphine and stuff and blah blah blah. Mind you, they keep forgetting about me. I was in that room for thirteen hours and if I needed in and like you know, usually they come by like, Hey, are you okay? Blah blah blah. They give you updates. All I was told was, you know, your room is you know, we're getting you admitted, your room upstairs is not ready yet. So just be patient. We're so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And then comes the point where I had finally just had it. You know, nurses are, you know, walking around, giggling, laughing, having a good old time while I'm in here suffering and they're forgetting about me. So I take the gown off. I'm unplugging IV fluids from me and stuff. I put my shirt on and then, oh, but that get, that got the nurse's attention. So, action, no, 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 rewind five minutes. I had told her, like, look, if y'all don't let me go smoke, I'm going to walk out of here. Like, I admit I came here on my own free will, and I can and will leave on my own free will if you guys do not let me go smoke. Sir, just just bear with us. We're doing everything we can. Whenever you, in, oh, my gosh. <clears throat> they promised me, keyword promised me look sir as soon as you get upstairs and get settled in you know your husband will be allowed up there to visit you and he he can say he can wheel you out there and go smoke as much as you want i said okay well fast forward a couple hours later i like like i said i started unhooking ivs i took the gown off i got dressed and that got the nurse's attention. She comes in there. And she's like, uh, Mr. Stewart, what are you doing? I said, I told you. 
Y'all keep forgetting about me. I'm getting really freaking pissed off. Y'all won't let me go smoke. Please get this out of me. I want to go home. Like, yes. And she kept asking me, like, sir, so you're saying you want to leave. You want to leave the hospital. You want to be discharged. And I'm like, yes, I want to leave. And as for being discharged, technically, I'm not admitted yet because I'm not upstairs yet. So she says, okay, well, let me go let... Okay, well, let me go let... You know, that condescending... Okay, well, let, I'll go let the doctor know and we can get you out of here. I was like, yeah, you do that. So, not even 30 seconds later, here comes the doctor with a, you know, a thick clipboard in his hand and a, a, a document for me to sign. And he's like, sir, so uh, I hear that you are, you know you know, threatening to leave, that you're saying you want to leave, you want to go home, and I said, yep, I sure do, because y'all keep telling me, like, one person says I can't go smoke, the other person, the other person says I can't, like, y'all keep forgetting about me, I'm in pain, like, I'm not getting anywhere, nothing is getting fixed, nothing is helping me, I want to leave, so then he goes, well, do you know, okay, well, you know, we can, you know, obviously, we can't force you to stay, you know, you kind of can't, you came here on your own and you can leave on your own, but do you understand the risks? And I thought, oh God, here we go. What, like an infection, something I can go to a clinic and get, like antibiotics? And he goes, no, there's a serious possibility of death. And I thought, uh-huh. So they just, they, somehow or another, they convinced me to stay. Well... Another few hours go by. Still no, still no cigarette. Still no cigarette. And I actually started walking out. And then, God bless this nurse that put up with me. Oh my God. And yes, I'm not. I'm not gonna front like this is my podcast. I do what I want. Uh, yeah, I. You know, if you you're gonna hear a lighter strike and pauses is are me smoking because I'm getting stressed out and I'm still in pain today. So the nurse sees me getting ready to leave and she's like, "Sir, sir, sir, just just five minutes, please, just give me five minutes." Okay, okay. So she goes and gets me something called Dilaudid, which I guess is one of the strongest pain medications. It's right under anesthesia. And she calls, and this is when I lost it. And this is actually when they had to put the strongest pain medication in me to calm me down, you know, and take care of the pain. She calls up there, and she was like, you know, hey, he's he's threatening to leave. Like, we need to hurry up and get him up there. And she goes, and the people on the floor that I stayed at go, Oh, well, his room was ready hours ago. Sorry, we just forgot. And then she goes, so his room is ready. They said, oh, well, actually, no, I think we still need to go in there and blah, blah, blah. She goes, uh, no, ready or not, here he comes. So she puts the pain medication in me, and she shoots me straight up there. So that nurse was just absolutely amazing. Like, she got it done. She just didn't want to see me sitting there anymore. She even said, look, sir, I, you know, obviously we have rules to follow. I can't let you go smoke, blah, 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 you know, because, you know, it's my job on the line. It's your health at risk, you know, and I think she, it looked like she was about to start crying because, and she said, you know, 
You, you just look so miserable, and I hate seeing my patient so miserable. And I'm like, oh. Anyway, I get upstairs. And, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. The guy that was with me, oh my gosh, should be an episode all on its own. And let me tell you, and I'll tell you why later. Maybe. I actually need to look it up to see if I'm not violating any rights. Get up there. Brandon is finally able to come visit me. It's about, it's close to 9 o'clock at night. And I will say almost every nurse up there was a complete and utter bitch. Rude, disrespectful. And I'll get to the mean old white lady here in a minute. But, you know, I get up there, they get me in bed, blah, blah, blah. My husband is up there, and I'm like, yes, finally, I can go smoke. And then, of course, I I, I freaking knew it. I knew this was going to happen. Here's what happened. It's like, okay, well, all right, so my husband's going to take me to go smoke. And then the nurse is like, uh, no, he's not. I said, uh, yes, he is. Watch me. She's like, sir, we can't let you, you know, go down there. You know, if it wasn't for COVID, then yeah, but we can't have you going from this floor outside, blah, 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 blah. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, they they have been promising me for 13 plus hours that as soon as I got up here, I can go smoke because my husband is my escort. Well, and then they literally told me to my face. So... If you're listening to this, kind of keep this in mind next time a nurse or a doctor promises you something. Sir, they only promised you that and told you that just to shut you up and so you wouldn't leave. And I literally said, are you ducking kidding me? So for like two straight hours, I'm throwing a fit. I'm like cussing. I'm borderline belligerent and so Brandon and I came up with a good excuse because I actually don't know what time visiting hours ended but they told me okay well you know sir you're gonna have to oh but he thought he was spending the night with me and I'm kind of glad he didn't because he would have been so uncomfortable sleeping in a recliner um so I was you know the nurse overheard me and him talking about, like, you know, babe, I really wish you'd, like, go get a hotel or something, you know, because you're going to be so miserable and uncomfortable here, like, just whatever. The nurse overheard that because she overheard him say, no, no, babe, I'm going to spend the night with you, like, I'm not going to leave you here, and she's like, uh, sir, you actually can't spend the night here, sleep here anymore because of COVID, and I thought, like, you guys are, like, you really must want me to just walk out of here. Because I will. I will pull this IV out of me right now. I've done it before, and I will do it again because I know how to do it. So I was like, well, can I at least walk him downstairs, walk him to the car? At first, she said no. She said no. And, of course, I kept asking, like, ma'am, please, can I just, can I just, you know, I won't be able to see him probably until this time tomorrow. Can I just please go say my goodbye walking to the car? And she, the, before she finally gave in, she kept saying, like, she called, 
Actually, no, 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 no. Let me talk about the old, the old disrespectful white lady. She had an attitude since I got there. And if you know me, watch your freaking mouth, especially when, you know, I'm the veteran. Yeah, you went to school, but I'm the veteran. Treat me with respect. Um, I was like, so you, so you said I could walk him downstairs and say my goodbyes, and then here comes old white lady. I'm just gonna call her old bitch. The old bitch is like, I uh, know you ain't. I was like, oh uh, yes, I am. Watch me. She's like, sir, no, you're not. I said, okay, well then go ahead and give me my discharge papers because I'm walking the fuck out of here. And then she, yet yeah, she snapped at my nurse like, just call the supervisor. Blah 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 blah. So the supervisor basically goes, well, I mean, you can't stop him. And if, but he was like, just know if he takes off, talking about me, if the patient, Stewart, takes off, you know, she would have gotten fired. Her license would have got taken away from her. So she basically would have went to nursing school for nothing. So she was worried. She was like, sir, like, promise me you're going to come back. Promise me you're not going to leave and I'm going to take off. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to leave with an IV in my arm. No. And she's like, okay, all right. So she finally let me go. I only had two cigarettes on me, and I thought I was on a time limit, which I should have been like, well, no, they took my time, so I'm going to take theirs. No, I only smoke. I mean, see, I broke two of them on purpose, so I wouldn't smoke as much. So I probably smoked a whole, just one full cigarette. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I can use this excuse again. Maybe the other nurses will be like, look, just go let him smoke at least one time. He'll calm down. He'll be all right. Nope. My whole time there was miserable. But I'm out. I'm recovering. I actually probably have to go back because I'm actually really not recovering. Um, like I said, headphone users, I'm sorry about the wind and, you know, the noise. I do apologize. You know, I can't control that. I'm doing the best I can. So. It's it. I've, I've just been going through so much and then not to mention school. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just. I, you know, I'm going to bring this to a close because I'm going on 22 minutes. You know, take care of your health because, you know, even though, you know, they discharged me, they said I should be okay. They warned me that, you know, this is probably going to be a reoccurring thing. You know, you know, they didn't want to really do surgery on me right then because, you know, I'm you know, they didn't want to put me through all that. I'm young-ish, whatever. Um, but yeah, just take care of your health. If you don't feel right or, you know, you of all people, you know, like, you know your body. If you, you know, if you don't feel right or if you just know something is just not right, go see about it. Because... I mean, what if this was even something even worse, you know, you know, do what you can to try and catch it before it turns into something that, you know, can't be.
taken care of or, or something that can't be reversed. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is going to be the end of this episode. And then my next one is going to be, you know, more lighthearted, you know, comedic, all that. Okay, so... You know, as I always say at the end of every last one of my segments or episodes, in case you haven't heard it today or at all from anybody, just know I love you. My husband loves you. And whether you listen to my whole entire podcast or just this segment or five seconds of it, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you continue to listen to me in the future. And uh, I'm actually working on, you know, inviting people onto my podcast. So, it's, you know, trying to add new things in there. But I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you on the next episode.